If you can, let's go in the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 4. And I believe that those that are watching on, on television and online, you're going to go with us to heaven. Amen. Amen. We're already there in our worship. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4. Brother, you could just play as you feel led. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4, beginning in verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This word says that Jesus is now our high priest. He is seated at the right hand side of the Father. But now the work that he does is the Bible says he's the high priest of our confession. That's why it's so important we put a, a guard over our, 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 our words. Because when we speak words in faith, God listens and hears and moves. And the Bible says that Jesus is the high priest of our confession. The word of God says, here on earth, mortal man received tithes and offerings. There in heaven, the one who receive, the, the one who has the testimony that he ever liveth receives it. You think that you might have put your offering at the altar this morning, but you don't realize that in heaven, as you put your offering at the altar, Jesus received your offering and brought it before the Father. He's the high priest of our confession. And so it's awesome to know that we have someone on our side in the very presence of the Father. The Bible says that he sympathizes with our weaknesses. Jesus knows what it is to be hungry. Jesus knows what it is to be tempted. He knows what it is to be abandoned and lost and, and forgotten by others, ridiculed and lied to. He knows all the, the, the rejection that others have, have, have rejected us with. He knows that pain. He knows what it feels like to be human. Because he is. He knows all our weaknesses. And he sympathizes with us. So we, it's not like we're, we, we are crying out to someone who doesn't know what it's like. He knows what it's like. And the Bible says he's our high priest. He takes our prayers and brings them before the Father. We have, we have an advocate, someone on our side in heaven, Jesus Christ. And so he sympathizes for us. So the Bible says this in verse 16. Even though Jesus went through all those things, he had no sin. He didn't fall. He conquered, even to the point of death, and died on the cross for our sins. But in verse 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Everybody say grace. grace. Say mercy. mercy. 
two things that we are able to go into the throne of grace and receive. The Bible says that the, the veil has been torn in two. We can boldly enter the throne room of grace, but we enter there by faith. So by faith, when we spend time with God and we go into prayer, we go before the Father, and we go before the Father to find, to uh, attain mercy and find, gr find grace in our time of need. I want to teach you how to pray today and enter the throne room of grace so that you can receive all the grace and mercy that's needed. Let me talk about grace and mercy for a moment. Grace is what Jesus already did for you. We already have salvation because Jesus has done it for us. Don't have to earn it. Don't have to work for it. We just have to receive it. Amen. That's grace. Amen. The Bible says that, that, that God shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. What, what, what you need to, to exist food, clothing, direction and vision for your life, all those things are already given to you by, by what Jesus did at the cross of Calvary. Amen? Everybody say, by grace. I receive it through faith. And so it's already prepared. It's like going to a restaurant, and maybe you go to a buffet, and, and, and the food is laid out before you. And the bill's already paid, and, and all you need to do is stand up and serve yourself what you desire. I want to let you know that Jesus already prepared the food for you. That's grace, salvation, healing is yours. The food is made already, amen? By his stripes, we are healed, amen? Purpose, destiny, those are already done, finished. It's Jesus already did it, but we receive it by faith. And so you could, have, you could be in the restaurant and see all the food prepared, but you could still be in that restaurant and die of hunger because you still have to get up and serve yourself. Amen. And so what grace, what faith does, faith grabs that plate and begins to serve himself food. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, faith doesn't, is not moved by what it sees. Faith, faith believes according to what it hears. Amen. I remember a friend of mine, uh, Bishop Wafula, he didn't have any money, and, and uh, you know, no one, no one had money in his church, and no one had money in, in his family, and he really wanted a car. He was tired of taking buses and walking everywhere, so he began to say, I'm going to buy a car by faith. He started hearing about using his faith to, to receive from the Lord, so he started saying, I'm going to buy a car by faith. And so the next day as he was walking to church, instead of just walking to church, he started putting action to his faith. He went to God and he asked the Lord for it. And after he asked the Lord for it, he was walking down the street. And he's walking down the street going like this. His friends shout out, Pastor, what are you doing? I'm driving my car. They say, you're crazy. He didn't listen to them. He just kept on. He had nothing else to do. He was using his faith. He got home and he called his wife. He said, honey, come over here. Come over here. Sit down right here. He had to sit down at the, on, on the couch. And then he went like this. She looked at him and said, what are you doing? 
we're driving down the road. She said, we're in our living room. This is the, in the new car that God's going to bless us with. Now, it's crazy. But it, it didn't matter what other people thought. Only thing that mattered was he was going to receive by faith. And so he kept on using his faith. And then one day the Lord blessed him with a new car. And he, he drove down the street. <laughs> he drove down the street and he honked at everybody that made fun of him. and said, hey, look at my new car. <laughs> By faith, he received it. Amen. And so faith receives. Amen. And so grace is everything that the word of God says is available for you by the purchased blood of Jesus Christ. It is finished. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, mercy is different. The Bible says that God says, I will have mercy on those that I will have mercy upon. Mercy is not guaranteed. Mercy is as the Lord dictates and leads. He's merciful. God is very merciful. If it wasn't for his mercy for us, we would not have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He would never sent his son, Jesus Christ. But he's merciful, but it is, it, is, it is as the Lord allows. And so when we go into the throne room of grace and we ask the Lord to have mercy, we're asking the Lord to have mercy upon someone who does not have grace. Someone who, who does not know Jesus or someone who, who is lost or someone who, who has walked away from their, their walk with the Lord. When we have a, a brother or a friend that's in need, we could go before God in our prayer and say, Father, have mercy upon them. There's one young man who comes to church. The very first time I met him was a day before his court. He, he, had, been, uh, he had been tried and convicted of a crime and I met him at the altar and he asked he said pastor can you pray for me I'm going to court for sentencing I don't know what they're gonna do and I need God's help I said brother we're gonna ask God for mercy mercy is not something you deserve but God gives it anyway justice is what we deserve but God gives mercy and so we went before father and I said father I ask you to have mercy upon my brother. Lord, help him, defend him, make a way where no man can make a way. We prayed that prayer the first time I met him. He went to court. He came back on Wednesday. He said they didn't, they didn't, they didn't throw me in prison. They gave me uh, 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 some uh, probation, and they gave me this and that, but God had mercy upon me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Everybody say mercy. Say grace. And so when we go in prayer, because we have a relationship with God, we're not praying from the outside in. We get to walk into the throne room of grace and ask God for his mercy for those that, that we know of. And we ask God and we receive grace in our time of need. In our time of need. Amen. 
How many of you have a, a need in your life right now? Maybe something's going on. Maybe it's a friend that's go, something's going on with a friend or, or a relative. Or maybe it's something personal. Maybe there's something that it seems like it's a roadblock in your life and you need God's help to get you out of it. I want to tell you, there's, there's grace available for you and there's mercy available for your time of need. Amen. And so the Bible says, therefore, because we have this great high priest, Jesus is our high priest. It says, let us boldly enter into the throne room of grace. Why can we boldly enter the throne room of grace? Because we belong. We belong. If you came over my house, you would ring the doorbell. I'll look, see if you're there. And I'll decide if I want to see you or not. And then I open the door and you come in because I let you in. But my kids, they show up. They just walk in. I can't lock the door because they got keys too. <laughs> Why? They belong there. I want to let you know, Jesus said that he's given us keys to the kingdom. That whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Hallelujah. This is, the, this is the, an authority and power, a relationship that we have with God. And so we are able to go before God and we're able to, to obtain mercy and find grace in our time of need. In our time of need. Say grace, mercy. Hallelujah. So what do you need? Because we're about, to, we're, we're, we're going to go in just a moment. We're going to go into heaven together as a body, as a church. It's all by faith. It's all by faith. And we're going we're gonna to stand and, and, and we're going to get before the Father. And we're going to make our requests known. And we're going to ask God for the things that we need the mercy that, that we need for others and the grace that we need for ourselves. Some of you are maybe asking God for direction. Maybe you're asking God for wisdom in this thing that you're dealing with right now. Maybe you're asking God for something that your family's going through. Whatever it is, you have to understand that Jesus is there and he's your advocate. He's on your side. He's the high priest of your confession. So he's waiting to hear the words that you speak. The petitions that you ask. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, God just knows. Yes, he knows, but he, he works by faith. Faith without works is dead. Amen. And so we have to go before God and make our request known. But we make our request known, not please, oh, I don't belong here. I'm, a, I'm, I'm the least of the least. No, we go there because we are sons of God, bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. Our sins have been washed away. Our name is written in heaven. We belong there. We have the keys. Amen. That's why our prayers are so powerful, because we can take the weights of the world and bring them before the one who can carry the weight, our heavenly Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And where we are weak, he is strong. What we could not do for ourselves, he could do for everyone. And so we're going there. See, this message that I'm preaching to you today, 
this prayer that we're getting ready to do, it's not a, a word that I learned just reading the Bible. I learned this message when I was a young kid, about seven, eight years old. My dad called me, and he said, Kevin, come with me. And we went into the bedroom. He said, Kevin, I want you to pray with me. He said, your, your mother has cancer, and doctors don't know what to do. So I want you to go with me to the throne room of grace so that we can obtain the healing for your mother. I'm a young kid. I don't know what's going on. But my dad got on the side of the bed. And he said, kneel down here. I closed my eyes. And then my dad began to describe a journey by faith. Everybody say, by faith. So he began to describe how we were leaving the earth. My, my, my father, this is just something that was one of a personal belief. There's, the word doesn't confirm or deny it. This, but my father just believed that maybe heaven was like a planet that was outside of our area. It, doesn't, it talks about the heavens and, and it talks about the skies and the stars as being part of the heavens. So, so it does have some scriptural merit to it, but whether it is or not, it's irrelevant. But my father began to describe how we were traveling towards heaven. Then he began to describe how beautiful heaven was as we entered in its atmosphere. He began to describe the holy city. The Bible talks about the city that it has a, a gate that's made out of pure pearl. Pure pearl. And then he began to describe walking on the streets of gold. And as he said, look down, you see your streets standing on pure gold. And he talked about how the, the doors were open, that we could boldly enter into the throne of grace. So as we came in, the Holy Spirit was there at the door to usher us in. And he said, look, there is the Father. There is Jesus. And we just fell on our face and began to worship him. Just worshiped him and worshiped and worshiped. Then my father began to describe. He said, Now the Holy Spirit says, Make your request known. And my dad began to, to ask the father, He said, Father, I need healing for my wife. She has cancer. I'm, I come here to receive mercy for her. Heal my wife in Jesus' name. And then my father began to describe how Jesus stood up, looked at us, and looked at the father, and said, these are your sons. They've been bought with my blood. They belong here. And then the father described, the father passed judgment, and he said, as you have asked, it is done. And we began to just thank God. We thank God, we worship the Lord. Then my father said, it's time to go. We talked about 
exiting the throne of grace all by faith. We didn't turn our backs to the Father. We walked outside of the throne room of grace on the streets of gold, traveled back through the atmospheres, back into San Benito, Texas. It's a nice journey. It's a great story. Something so memorable. On the next doctor's visit, the doctor says they don't know what happened, but there's no more cancer. Lord God.